simple thought I want to give you this morning. Uh, don't really have much notage to it or anything like that, but uh, we'll just try to try to focus on what the Lord has for us this morning. And so, if you would, uh, let's turn let's turn to the book of James, the book of James, if you if you could, and uh, you need to hear this, and uh, I need to hear it, and. Um, I was going to preach on this morning, Lord, teach us to pray. That's what I was going to teach on, uh, preach on, but uh, I believe we'll preach on that tonight and ask the Lord to help us in that. Um, but I'm going to, I heard, I heard a message out of the book of James on, on Wednesday night from Brother Larry Raines, dear man of God, and he preached on simply, he preached on the troubled man, he preached on the tempted man, the tried man, the tossed man. The man that, and this man that's in this here, he's dealing with a lot of stuff. There's a lot that comes in his life, but the Bible says um, very clearly, we'll read our text, James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, it's simple. It's, uh, it's clear exactly what's going on there. Um, but the Bible says to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Well, how are we going to count it all joy? And Brother John Morgan would say, how are you going to be joyous in something when you ain't got no tires on your car? How, you know, how are you going to be joyous when you got four flat tires and you don't understand how what's coming next? How are you going to be happy in that? How, how in the world can it happen? Well... I tell you, if Jesus said that it could happen, I believe it could happen. Don't you think so? Amen. All right, you're going to have to help me this morning. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to just please help us, Lord, as we go throughout this. And I love you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm sure you know the text and the backdrop of the text, James, the Sermon of God um, and of the Lord Jesus Christ, speaking to the 12 tribes which have been scattered about. Uh, and those 12 tribes are Israel, of course, and those 12 tribes, you know, of the sons of Jacob, uh, and they're going about, and there are 12 tribes which are scattered about, right? And so what means by them being scattered? Well, it simply means they're scattered because of persecution. They're scattered because of different things that are going on in their lives. Uh, they are scattered tribes. Uh, and so they're going throughout this, and James knew all the things uh, that he was writing down. He knew what he was going to write down. Uh, and under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he started writing down this book. Uh, well, he understood. Don't you think he understood that when he wrote down the part of this book uh, that said, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations? Don't you think he knew uh, that they were in the midst of diverse temptations? Don't you think he knew that they were dealing with all this trouble and all this torment? Uh, they had persecutors on the left, persecutors on the right, persecutors behind them and in front of them too. Uh, and they knew that. But he still said, count my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. I tell you, is that they had been forced uh, to leave the familiarity of their home uh, and head to foreign places all because of their faith. Anybody understand that? All because of their faith, their faith in Christ. And some would even face uh, intense physical abuse or even death. Uh, if you look back, you'll find many died for this cause. Yeah. Stephen died. Yeah. 
Paul died, Peter died, John died. All of them died because John did not die. But John dealt with much persecution. John's the only disciple. They did not die because of the physical abuse of being in a scattered tribe. But there was many of them. But James shares some wonderful things when it comes to this. And I just want you to look at it. And I'm just going to give you just a simple thought to count it all joy. Okay, that's what I'm going to preach on. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Now, we understand as we've preached on before, there's a paradox spoken in these trials. Isn't that right? We've preached on it before. We've looked back at it, and there's a paradox that is spoken here, and a paradox simply is uh, something that seemingly contradicts itself, but in the end becomes uh, a great truth, uh, and that's what it is. And he says, as, as we look at this statement, as he says, uh, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Uh, this man, this, uh, this brethren, this group of people uh, are dealing with temptations in their life. They're tempted. Uh, they're troubled. They're tried on every side and they it doesn't seem logic how's it how's it good logic to see to look and say how am I going to count it joy when everything happens in my life how can I count it joy when all this happens in my life how can I count it joy when I ain't got no money in my pocket when I don't know how the bills are going to be paid how can I count it joy You can only count it joy if you're on the right side of God. I'll be clear with you about that. You can only count it joy when you're on the right side of God, meaning you're doing everything you can possibly do, you're counting it joy. It's something that we need to do and strive for to count things joy uh, because in your darkest and deepest, hardest moments, uh, it will be your greatest moments of testimony. Uh, will you be your greatest moments when people see Jesus in you? Uh, it's how you react uh, to uh, those trials. Uh, your reaction will always call your action will always cause a reaction. Uh, and how you act about something, uh, how you act about the trials of your life uh, will tell how good of a Christian you are. Man, when all when all you can do is just cuss and just uh, um, jibber jabber around and just uh, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Uh, why? Jesus said, "The inspiration of the Spirit." James wrote down, "My brethren, count it all joy." Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Uh, um, there's a relation that is spoken here uh, um, in this text. There's a relation uh, and they're persecuted, but there's the relation there. Uh, he says, my brethren, count it all joy uh, when you fall into diverse temptation. Uh, and that relation there is that we're not, we must understand James is not speaking to somebody who isn't born again. James is speaking to his brethren, uh, those who have been scattered abroad and have come together and uh, have tried uh, to keep on going for God. And he says, my brethren, their relationship, they had a relationship with Christ. That wouldn't go over in the Joel Osteen's church. It wouldn't go over, over that there was, a, there was a man who laid at the gate uh, and his name was Lazarus. Uh, it wouldn't go over that, that Lazarus was saved and the man who was rich was lost. It wouldn't go over well. But he says, my brethren, there's a relationship there. 
My brethren, there's somebody, if you have served the Lord for any point of time, you're going to deal with persecution and you're going to deal with troubles and heartache. It's just going to happen in your life. You give all that you can and you do all that you will and you still don't have anything. How does that happen? Here's how it happens. God promised it and it's going to happen. Can I explain how that money's going to be in there? No, but I tell you one thing, the truth, uh, is that when I give all my missions uh, every single time and I give all of my tithes uh, every single time, when I do those things, uh, when I realize that I do those things, my bank account just looks like it's bigger. You ever notice that a dollar goes farther when you give all you can? I'm telling you the truth this morning. A dollar will go farther and God will be with you. And I'd much rather be pleasing to God than pleasing to my own pocket. The big thing about it is, friend, is he said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. My question to you is, what's God's money doing in your pocket? There's a relationship here, friend. He says, my brethren, count it all joy. And then there's the reality here. See, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You know, James wasn't given a word of wisdom. He wasn't given a word of wisdom uh, if they faced a trial. He wasn't giving them a, a, a word of counsel to say, uh, hey, that trial may come. But no, he said, count it all joy when you fall into temptation. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, I think it is, or 2 Timothy, the Bible says, yea, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. Persecution is going to come. It's inevitable. There's nothing that you can take away from it, and it's reality in your life. You better suck it up, buttercup, and keep on going, because Jesus needs people who deal with the reality and still count it all joy. I've heard people ask me, how in the world can you do that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just happy. You know what changes tomorrow? The day's going to change. It's going to go into a different work week, and you're going to have to go back to work and, and that sort of stuff. But don't worry, I'm with you. I'm going back to work too. And there's just different things like that. That's going to change. It's going to be a different week. You know, tomorrow's going to be the ninth. It's going to be a different day. And so when we think about those things, that's going to change. But salvation ain't going to change. He's still the same. His sovereignty ain't going to change. The Savior ain't going to change. The Bible says in Malachi 3, 6, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. He's not going to change. My salvation won't change because He sealed me into the day of redemption. It will not change. The Savior won't change because the same yesterday, today, forevermore. He is going to be God and He's not going to change. So our joy, we must understand, our joy does not come from us. But our joy comes from the Lord. And the joy comes from the Lord. When David, when David committed the sin with Bathsheba, and in Psalm chapter number 50 or 62, or somewhere around those lines, in the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter number 51, that's where it is. And David is coming back and he says, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. He did not say, Restore unto me my salvation. He did not say any of that. But he had lost his joy of his salvation. I believe that's the problem with a lot of people. 
They might be saved, but man, they ain't got no joy in being saved. They're resting upon their pocketbooks. They're resting upon their vehicles. They're resting upon their houses. Oh, this year's hard. Tax time's here. We don't understand it, and we're going to weep and moan and all this and gripe about everything. But why can we not look at it and say, God's still the same? God provided for Daniel in the lion's den. God provided for the three Hebrew children. God provided for Elijah when he was in the cave. God provided for all of these people. And if we just realize, you know God even provided for Jonah? And he was griping him on it. God, I'm not going to do that. Then he got mad that God sent revival to Nineveh. But I tell you this morning is that We can realize in our lives that there is joy to be had in the Lord. It comes from Him. It doesn't come from anything that I can do. You know, my my wife makes me happy sometimes. I said sometimes. My wife makes me happy. My boys make me happy. I don't like my dog, but the rest of them make me happy, okay? But, but, uh, But I tell you this, is that when I get in my, my sweet spot with the Lord, when I get in my prayer place, when I can get down there and call upon God and read His Word, I'm happy every time. My wife ain't always going to please me. My boys ain't always going to please me. But man, I tell you the truth, God will not always please me, but He'll always make me happy. He can always make me happy. You know what makes me happy? You say, well, He can't always make you happy. Understand this, if we're committed to His will every time, if we're committed to His will every way, no matter, Lord, if you send me to the midlands of Zimbabwe, I'm ready to go. But I tell you, if we're committed to that before it ever happens, we'll be able to be happy in it. I can never tell you a time when Joseph was not, was mad. Okay? I can tell you a time when he's sad. But I can never tell you a time when Joseph was mad. Why? Because he was committed to the Lord. And he was committed to God in every one of his ways. And if you're saved in here this morning, there's going to be a relationship with you and the Lord. But man, there's going to be a reality. And you're going to have to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. When you're standing on the side of the road and your car's broke down and and people's going by and you're smiling ear to ear, they're going to think, man, that dude is crazy. Yeah. No, I'm just saved. No, I'm just saved. That's all it is. I, I'm just saved. Uh, I, and, I, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm saved in here this morning. There's reality to it, friend. There's a genuine reality to the fact uh, that there will be things come in your life. And you better count it all joy. He says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's rejoicing in it. I ain't got to go through this and labor it, but there's jo- rejoicing in it. He says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Uh, I mean, 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 12, the Bible says, uh, Beloved, think not it strange uh, um, uh, concerning the fiery trial which is, uh, uh, which is to try you. i got to turn over there. I'm trying to think of this verse. 1 so Peter in chapter number First uh, Peter chapter number 4-ish, somewhere around there. Let me find it. Hang tight. Everybody all right? 
First Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 12, the Bible says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when he, his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. It's what it's saying is that Christ died for you. He suffered for you. He shed his blood for you. And all you can do is you are rejoicing in his suffering sufferings of what he already did. Uh, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that he was already likewise tempted uh, in every point, uh, and but without sin. Uh, and he was tempted just as we are. I tell you, Paul said, I, therefore, I pleasure in my infirmities. He says, I pleasure in my infirmities and my reproaches and my necessities uh, in persecutions uh, and all of those things and distresses for Christ's sake. Uh, for when I am weak, then I am my strong. When you're at your weakest point, he's still going to be at his strongest point. He's not going to change. But when you're weak, you tend to rely on him more. Why couldn't we just rely on him when he's strong? By women. Amen. The key to maintaining a proper focus in trials is remembering what, that God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I tell you, that's a paradox, though, it seems. How are you going to have trials and joy? How are you going to have joy in trials? How's that going to happen? Well, just simple fact, friend. You can rejoice in all that. You can rejoice in it, friend. There's, there, there's, there's, a, there's a paradox. There's possibilities. You know, when, when it comes down to it, there's, let's see. He said, my brethren, come at all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Everybody all right? Don't worry, I know what time it is. Um, he, you know, it's thing about it is, is that there's a, there's possibilities in that. In those trials, there's possibilities. Now, now, one thing about it is, I believe they're innumerable. You know that word diverse temptations. You know what that means? It means all kinds, various diversity. It means many, many different kinds of trials. And I know we have experienced diverse temptations in this life. You know, to, this morning, I, I might could have experienced some temptations at home. But I'm going to experience different ones at, at work tomorrow. All I'm telling you is that there's different ones. No more. Uh, we can overcome the obstacle until another one seems to be present. It's always there. It's always there. It's the demanding our attention every single time. Have you ever just felt like you were dealing with something so impossible that you couldn't handle? And it seems that after that you had another one cast upon you right after? I have. I have. When I when I was real sick and couldn't work or anything along those lines and sick as a dog and every day I'd wake up sick. When I, when I was dealing with all that stuff and, and everything like that, obviously money was less too and bills never changed. Right? You know, that's crazy how that works, isn't it? And so I, but money was less, but uh, my bills were the same. Still had to pay them. Still had to do the things that I could. You know, every single time God provided. But it didn't make it any easier. Didn't make it any easier every day when you didn't understand what was coming tomorrow. It was temptations. It was temptations to just go and do it anyways. 
just suck it up and just do it anyways. There was temptations of this. And you may be calm and you may you may be in a calm season of your life, but sooner or later you're going to get back in a in a trial. They're innumerable. They're absolutely innumerable. They're inescapable. The Bible says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this that trying your faith." It says, "When you know, when." James speaks of temptations. He speaks of trying times, trying of your faith. They're similar, but they have distinct characteristics that are different. Temptation speaks of trials, temptations, you know, being put to the test. And um, then there's a trying, which speaks differently. The trying, and, and you know, the temptations that we're dealing with, you know, many times God will test our faith to allow us to endure particular situations that work for his good. You understand that? That makes sense? There's, try, there's, there's temptations. Uh, God will not tempt you to sin. Everybody say amen right there. Amen. Let me tell you what the verse says. Let me be very clear. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted with God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Verse 13, chapter 1 of the book of James. He's not going to tempt you in any way. Uh, he's not going to tempt you when it comes to that. But he may be seeking to correct us in things. Just that he may be seeking to strengthen our faith and mature us to a more mature standard. Satan, I said, Satan will often tempt us in an effort to lead us away from the Lord and weaken our faith. He will. Then there's the trying of your faith. He says the trying of your faith. Now, trying of your faith, that speaks of proving, testing through affliction. It's testing through affliction. Now, there's different things. And, and this idea is pressure, precious metals. Now, now you, before a metal gets hardened, it's got to be put in the fire. Isn't that right? It's got to be put in the fire. And it's being, uh, it's precious metals been heated in the fire to remove the impurities from their life. Uh, um, the soft spots will disappear when it's put in the fire. Tell you, I think of trying of our faith. Two great biblical examples come to my mind. Job. Job. He says, I'll rejoice in him. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer. He, 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 tried, he was tried, and the whole book of Job is back and forth. Job and God speaking, Job and God speaking, Job and God speaking. That's what, then, the, then the friends, and then you got all that stuff, and the wife, and all this stuff. But Job's wife wasn't as bad as we give her out to be. Sure, she said, curse God and die, but wouldn't you? She lost the same family that Job did. Why can we blame her? I'm not saying she's just perfect. I'm not saying you'd say you should say curse God and die, but she lost all all eight kids. Ten kids, excuse me. She lost all ten kids. She lost all the cattle. She lost all the land. All the crops. She lost everything that Job did. She is the weaker vessel. You understand that, right? You say, my wife ain't the weaker vessel. Well, the Bible just told you this morning that your wife was the weaker vessel. Simple. You can, go, you can say, well, preacher, you can't say that she's the weak. Well, tell the Bible that, okay, because the Bible said that she is. Okay, and I'm just telling you this morning is that I know my wife is strong and my wife does a great job at home. 
But you know what she couldn't do? She could not come with me to work and carry those stones all day. Let me get off of that rant. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. There is trials and they're inescapable in your life. They're going to be hard to come by. And there are going to be trying times in your life when God's going to, you're going to feel like you're in the heat of the hour every day. You're tried and you're tried and you're tried. And everything, and as, as we read there, everything together, they come to severe storms in their life. There's Job and there's Joseph and all there is is so many storm after storm after storm. But he said, hey, that's for you. You meant it for, you meant it for bad. You meant it for evil. But God, he meant it for good. That's what Joseph said about it. God meant it for good. And I'm telling you, friend, uh, it, since it speaks of diverse, it says diverse. That simply tells us that they come in all shapes and sizes. Some short, some long. When they come, we must remember God's goddess. We can endure them. There's possibilities, friend. They're inescapable. They're memorable. There's a paradox. But I believe there's a purpose we can get out of this Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have a perfect work. You see, it's a herder there, too, by the way. Let, a per, let patience have a perfect work. Mama knows how many, how many medicines that the kids need. My wife ain't there. You know, I have to call her and say, how many? How many? How many? Well, I don't have to call her on certain things, but most of them. How, how many? How many I need supposed to give this boy? You know, we got two boys. One's four months old and one's two. You know, when you think about it, you know, it's different. But man, the patience of a woman is different than a man. You know me, I, I would if I had to, but I really don't want to stay up all night with the kids. But Mackenzie will. You with me? Patience. She will. Doesn't mean she loves the kids anymore. But she'll stay up with them. It's different. It's different. And so there's a patience here. Uh, and the Bible says, but let patience have her perfect work. John Morgan said, there's not another woman in this world that you have to submit to. But you have to submit to this woman, patience. You have to submit to this woman, patience. And I tell you something, friend. We must remember that God works all things for good to them that love him. Called according to his purpose. There's a few things. There's two things that this can cause. There's three things that this can cause, okay? I'm going to try to give them to you. Lord's working me, okay? I don't, I, don't have, I don't have many notes in this. Think about it. But I believe there's three things we can get of this. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So there is, there's something that we can get out of this. We understand that knowing this, the trying of your faith. We already went through that. There's, a, there's purity. Trying, trying, trying. It's being put through fire. It's a purification process. You know, these times in your life can, can cause, it can cause fear and doubt. But you know what else it can do? It can remove fear and doubt. Because when you see God provide for you the first time or the twelfth time, you're going to realize, man, the 13th time I can rely on him because the 12th time he already said he would. What my point was is that it might take you one time to learn that, but it might take you 12. 
But the fact is, friend, is that he will do what he said he would do. He'll do what he said he would do. And the Lord uh, has to come in sometimes and remove all the impurities in your life uh, that we might depend upon him more. Fear, worry, and all the doubt uh, that comes about. Listen to me real quick. Why in the world can we not let God do his job? God said he would provide for you according to his riches and glory. Why can't we let him provide for us? Let God do his job The Bible says Take no thought for tomorrow Let tomorrow take thought for himself Why can we not let God worry Casting all your cares upon him For he cares for you Why can't we let him worry about it He said he would Why can't we let him worry He'll do it friend He'll take care of it If you'll put those things, those cares and those worries and those problems of your life and put them and cast them into the fire of purification, they'll come out good. Amen, friend. Purification. The Bible says it worketh patience. Perseverance. It's working patience. Working patience. Now, perseverance is a word that implies it takes effort from your course. Um, that's why I don't like the word that much but it comes from you you have to persevere you have to press on you have to do those things and, and it's, it's going to take the Lord the Bible says they that wait upon the Lord uh, shall renew their strength shall mount up on wings like eagles they shall, not, they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint that is it and we must realize friend that there is a God in heaven who will help you to continue on you know, he'll actually keep you. He's a person. He's not, he's not he's a preserving God. Amen. Preserve. Uh, you cannot preserve anything. Preser- uh, perseverance is all. Pre- preserve it. Preservation is only what he can do. Perseverance implies I need to put in effort. But I'm thankful it's all him. Amen. I'm thankful it's all him, friend. Uh, and, and, and. I'm telling you this morning, the word wait in that verse, by the way, it doesn't mean sit around idle. It doesn't mean anything. It means waiting. You go to a restaurant, you're going to have a waitress or a waiter come up to you and wait you. Is that right? Serving. Serve while you're waiting. Serve while you're waiting upon the Lord. Uh, it's very important. They, 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 these trials, these trials of your life, they will help you to gain patience. You ever gain patience from something that was hard? Because you had no choice but to wait. With me? You gain patience from those moments. And I believe it can come down and not only gain you patience, but I believe it can gain you perfection. This isn't sinless perfection, amen. But we must understand that two times in this verse, the Bible says, but let patience have her perfect work. You may want that means you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Perfect has the idea of being finished, being full, being complete. We hold a perfect word of God in our hands, full and complete. And wanting nothing. Really, it does not tell us that we're going to reach a level of spiritual perfection. You'll never reach it, by the way, until you get to heaven. We shall be like him, so we know him like him. 
but we'll continue to develop mature spiritually. We will. And um, don't you know experience is often the best teacher? The Lord will allow you to do that and deal with some things. Sometimes our experience is difficult to bear, but they work for our good. Work for, our, for His glory and maturing our faith throughout all of those things. And, and I've met those who have learned their lessons, and I've seen people worried to death about situations. And I've seen some at complete peace. Man, this is so hard in my life, but I just at complete peace. You say, preacher, you're still preaching a long time. Well, I tell you the truth, if I'd have preached the other message, it'd been a lot longer. But I've seen people, some people, it just complete disaster when they get in these situations. But man, I've seen some at peace. God knows what he's doing, friend. God knows what he's doing. You don't have to teach him how to get out of it. You don't have to teach him how to do it. You don't have to teach him how to do those things. And I've seen people all of those times. And friend, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 tells us, But the God of all grace, uh, who hath called us into his eternal glory for Christ Jesus, uh, after that you have suffered uh, a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's what he's here for. He's here to do that. He's here to do that. And I tell you what the truth is. Some of y'all in here need some more preaching. Amen. Some of y'all need some more preaching this morning. I should have preached the other message. Amen. I tell you, I'm already bored to death. I'll tell you the truth this morning. I, I, there, none of us, none of us enjoy trials and burdens. None of us. None of us. But in reality, we're all forced to face them. The Bible says count it all joy. Count it all joy. The difference is not how that you're going to face them, but the difference is that how you react to them, how you're going to deal with them, how you're going to come out on the other side of them. We don't have the, in, to endure the struggles of life alone, but the Lord is there to guide us and help us. I don't know why the Lord told me to preach this message, but it's just like a little outline I've had and little things. I don't have much. I'm telling you, this morning, is he might not calm the storm, but he has the ability to calm you in the storm. That's the thing. He might not calm everything around you, but, friend, you'll be in the right boat. And that's the purpose of everything. In the midst of the storm, Christ can calm you. I don't know what you're facing this morning, but I want you to know that trials... Trying of your faith are there for a purpose. And their purpose is simply for perfection. It's there for, for, it's there for purification, for perseverance, and for patience. Maybe that's what you needed. By the way, if it happened, it is what you needed. Because all things work together for good. Them that love God and are called according to that's all I got this morning, but I'm telling you the truth this morning. There was a paradox in there, but there's purposes in it, and we must come out with those purposes. There's possibilities, possibilities. Trying of your faith, working patience. My brethren, count it all joy. 
when you fall into diverse temptations, when you fall into them. Knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect in entire, wanting nothing. That's the verses that we've read this morning. And we must be careful on how we come out of those trials, that we come out stronger than we went in, because if you don't come out stronger in God's will, if you don't come out how you ought to, he'll put you right back in one. You know, a lot of your problems are, I want you to know this this morning, and this is a problem that I've had before, just a little bit. But the problem is, is you can't have a tr- you can't have joy in that trial. That's a problem. You can't have joy in that hard time. You can't have no joy, and when something hard comes on, you just walk around and mose around and can't do anything, no smile on your face at all. I don't care how hard you are and how sick you are or how problematic it is or any of this kind of stuff there should be joy because joy does not come from that it comes from the Lord and if it doesn't I would check up Lord we love you thank you for this time this morning thank you for all